worst kept secret in the luxury social events industry is that businesses are developed through networking, referrals and word of mouth. RSVP puts all of you in the room and lets the conversations happen. We are a member networking community for the elite of the global wedding and party industry, producing symposium conferences, awards, networking theme parties, breakfast clubs, and now weekly member podcasts and much more. So welcome to the RSVP In Conversation With podcast. Our guest today describes herself thus. I come from a family of musicians, my mother, a concert pianist, my father, an opera singer. I grew up in opera houses, jazz clubs, and watched them practice until they dropped for just three minutes of fame. But the magic, the perfection of a single moment, and the joy of touching others were worth more to me than their innumerable hours of hard work. The first picture I took was at the age of nine, not with my camera, but with my memory. I was standing on stage next to my father and watched as a ballet dancer did dozens of pirouettes against the spotlight of the music of Karl Orff. He was dripping with sweat. In under 60 seconds, he created a giant puddle of decades of hard, sometimes tortuous work. However, I am grateful for all of my ideas, grateful that they just come to me, grateful for everything and everyone, because each individual moment of my past has brought me right here, to this point in my life, to where I am today. Restless, perfectionist, never satisfied. Welcome, Zuzu Burkoff. Wow, <laughs> what an introduction. <laughs> Pressure is on. <laughs> wow, epic. That was very well penned, <laughs> I may say so. And this is our first ever podcast. And as an introduction, I just hope that the others can be even comparable to that. Oh, they can call me and they can ask me for help. No problem. <laughs> okay, well, these are about Zuzi the person. We will talk a little bit about your professionalism and, and what you do for a living, but we want to know who Zuzu is the individual today. And that's the purpose of these podcasts. We are a members community and people want to know who their fellow members are. Everyone knows that we all operate at the very top end of this industry. So because you're in the room, you do amazing work. And we all know that, as does everybody in the community. Thank you. But the difference is, is that it's Zuzu that the individual, because everybody is unique. A standard question is going to be to everybody, what was the first gig you went to? But I know what you were doing last night. So Zuzu, what's the last gig you went to? I have seen Elton John, finally. And it was absolutely amazing. I wouldn't even say that I'm like a huge fan and that I know every single song, but he's a legend and to see him on stage was definitely a beautiful experience and I really enjoyed okay. it, really. I even screamed <laughs> Rocket Man. <laughs> and um, I know it's his final tour, so have you seen him before or is that the first time you've ever seen him? No, first time and he was really so cool, like he stood up and you know he went to all the audiences left right yeah i think he was super cool and i loved his like style like his gucci jacket like ciao <laughs> wonderful we're going to just talk about you the person so and we're going to go back to your earliest influences your childhood do you have a first memory by the way I think really my first memories are like really from Oprah houses, actually, because I've never been to any kindergarten. My parents always took me with them to work and they worked in Oprah houses. So I just, I just kind of remember stages, musicians, I don't know. These uh -huh. are my first memories, actually. I know it sounds crazy, but it's 
the truth. And where were you educated? My parents are Polish, um, so they are from Warsaw, but I was born in Germany and like my education was in Germany. So I went to normal schools. Unfortunately, we moved a lot. So we every year we moved to a different city until I was 11. So I was every year at a different school. And I didn't even have like, you know, friends or something. It sounds a little bit sad, but actually it wasn't so sad for me. <laughs> Do you think sort of constantly moving schools, having to reinvent yourself in a new school every 12 months and make new friends, do you think that influences what you do today in terms of how you do your work or actually ultimately what work you've ended up doing? You do gigs, a project is a project and when it's happened, it's over with and then you move on to the next one. It definitely had a big influence to me because I would say that I'm pretty easy, like when I jump into new surroundings with people, I'm really like a chameleon. So you can have like a can of beer with me, but you can also have a bottle of it's like for me it doesn't matter like I'm very flexible with you know people um, and I think this is because I was all the time with different people so yes it had definitely an influence to me definitely you are married you have a husband you have two children and you met your husband when you were quite young yeah 15 was he your first love is he your has he been your only ever love no, <laughs> no, I met him and like when we were, I was like, he was 15, I was 16. So actually he met me because I didn't even see him. <laughs> Sorry. No, because I wanted, of course, older boyfriends because uh, to have a younger boyfriend with 16 is not cool. So of course I've seen him and we had like some friends together, but we fell in love when we were 26, 27. And then it was like, really like, we haven't seen each other for like six years. And then we met at a party and it was really like love at first sight. It was really like, okay, we were a week after we were together, two weeks after he moved to Berlin because he was at Hanover city in Germany. Then he moved to Berlin. Six months later, he asked me if I want to marry him. And 12 months later, I was pregnant. So it was really like, <laughs> bam, like, let's go. And this is totally like I am. When I'm convinced of something, I'm like 150% for it. I have very strong opinions. And yes or no, I'm never in between. Wonderful, wonderful. And you have two children. So how old are they? Tell us as much about them as you want to. So they are eight and 10. I have a girl, her name is Zula and a boy. His name is Mika and... Yeah, she is a Scorpio. She's amazing. And my son is a Leo and he drives me crazy. Like he <laughs> really drives me crazy. Like I don't know how to educate him. I don't know. I think it's impossible to educate a boy. It's really hard. Is it because he's maybe more like you rather than your husband? We all change. Yes. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> maybe this is exactly the point. Probably. Yes. Yeah. He's very, he's very like me. That's true. Oh, then, wow. I never thought about this. I have a similar situation. My son is very much like me and my and my daughter is very much like my ex-wife. So yes, it's... um. Now I know why he's so difficult because he's like me. I'm difficult too. <laughs> it's very hard to handle being... I don't know. Yeah. No, <laughs> okay. but they are great. They are very sporty. They are very open-minded. They are very flexible. And yeah, I'm very proud of Merchant. Wonderful. So I think they are very extroverted too, which I love. Like I... Like it, it would be like 
very difficult for me if they wouldn't be outgoing people. Are they artistic as well? Are they following you? My daughter, definitely, yes. And Mika is more into sports <laughs> and mathematics. Like Wonderful. You are a photographer, but then again, I think that's a very broad term, especially in you sort of redefine, I think, photography into, into, a, into a very broad art form in terms of your work. And actually, how would you describe yourself? From the photographer's side or? Well, both, actually. I would describe myself personally as a very, I think I'm very a straight person. I think I'm very loyal. I think I'm very authentic. I hope so. I hate gossiping, for example. I think gossiping is for losers. So if I think something about someone, I go there and I say it. That's very unusual in this profession. <laughs> no, I know, but I really hate it. Like even when people start gossiping, I go away or I just say like, sorry, I don't want to participate because I think this is really sneaky and like it's not totally not me. Like I really don't like it. I feel bad. I start, I even start a sweat because I'm like, I don't even read in touch or something because it's, I know that everything is lies. Okay. And do you define yourself as a photographer, as an artist, or, or something else? How do you define in terms of what you do? Yeah, that's an interesting question because, of course, I am a photographer. I studied photography, so I have a master in photography, so I am definitely a photographer. But it's a journey and it's, you know, and it's always moving. It's like in constant motion what I'm doing and I'm always trying to reinvent myself and what I'm doing. I think this is why what we do is very um, innovative and I'm very inspired by youth, by, you know, new technologies. And I would describe myself today as a creator, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. because I try to create beautiful things for people. You know, I want to, I want to surprise them. I want to make them happy with what we do. I want to be someone who is, yeah, to inspire, you know, I want to inspire people. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, of course. And do you have a favorite art form or is it photography? I love paintings, actually. Like, I really love paintings. And why? Because I'm fascinated by light studies. I don't know if, if this is the right uh, term to say that. By, because when I studied photography at the Film Academy, we had one semester of... It, it was really called light studies. And we analyzed old paintings, how they were lightened. You know what I mean? So then I realized when you work with light, you can create everything, every atmosphere. It makes a huge difference if light comes from the ceiling or from the right side or from the left side or how the light, if it's a strong light, a direct light, or if it's really a diffused light. You know, if you work with silks, the more silk you use, the more artificial people look. And you can really paint with light. And this is super fascinating. So I really like paintings and paintings really inspire me to create new light atmospheres. And is there a favorite artist who you think expresses that most of all or in your favorite artist? I think it's really boring maybe to say, but I think it's all the painters who were like Rembrandt. Uh, because this is like for me, like the top of the tops with light lightning. So it's not this ex expressionist or how do you say like Monet and all these like, or I don't know, Pollock, like I don't understand him. I'm sorry. Maybe he was on drugs while painting. I don't know. 
<laughs> I, I do sort of um, sympathise with you that you just got a few cans of paints and splashed it on the floor. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> with, I'm with like, what is that? I don't know. Like <laughs> but, Pollock you know. is like, what is that? But okay, I don't know. My brother loves him, for example, and I'm like, okay, maybe this is. But my brother is also crazy, so maybe it, I don't know. If you sort of, if you could have any painting in the world and have it on your wall permanently, what would it be? Oh, God. That's a difficult question. What can you look at every single day and continue to be inspired by it? I think it would be, I don't have like a name for you right now, but it definitely would be like an Italian painting and it would be something like from 1700 maybe and like a group picture. I'm super fascinated by group pictures, group portraits in general. I'm very fascinated by it. That you can like, because they were, actually this inspired me to start doing to reinvent group portraits because I have seen this in a gallery in Dublin and I was like, oh my God, how can you, like they painted like 100 people on one painting and it looks like the choreography is amazing. I was like, okay, I have to, I have to dive deeper into group portraits. Like when I saw this, so I, it would be probably a group portrait of, I don't know, mm -hmm. of a war situation. <laughs> wow. Okay, okay, wow, this sounds dramatic. <laughs> I suppose if there is a hundred people in one painting, there's plenty to look at. Yeah. And every day you can focus on one person and thinking, well. Yeah, it's like a puzzle. Yes, it's amazing. Yes, 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 it's absolutely, it's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Okay. We've said, what's your last gig? What was your first gig that you went to? Which was the first music concert? And maybe that's linked to your favorite band and music genre. Okay, I will tell you what my first gig ever was. And this is completely the, the truth. And like, I don't know why my parents did that to me, but it was Parsibel from Wagner in the opera. I don't know if you know this opera, but it's the most boring <laughs> thing that you can watch as a kid when you are 10 years old. It, it's like, it's seven hours or six, I don't know, I don't remember. And I completely fell asleep. And I don't know why my parents did that to me. My father was like, I think it's a good idea if you watch this. And I was like, it's a torture, okay? It's, <laughs> it was so bad. And I was there alone because my parents were, like he was on stage and my mother was, I don't know, doing something. And it was really bad. So the classical part. And then my grandfather actually was a jazz musician. And I, my first gig was a, like a jam session in a jazz bar. I think I was 11 or something. And there was a lot of like cigarettes, smoke, drinks, you know, so totally different of what my parents were doing, you know, like the opposite, like the classic and the jazz, like two opposites. And I was sitting there and I was like, that's, that's fucking cool. Like, wow. That's so cool. That's so different. That's not Wagner. This is so cool. This is Emma Fitzgerald. This is, I don't know. This is so good. Yeah, I loved it. He played with a few famous people, I understand as well. Your, your grandfather. Yes, he, he was a composer too, but he, um, he, played, he played even for Frank Sinatra, which wow. is re really like impressive. I'm like, I was like, woohoo. <laughs> yes, I didn't know that. And um, I think it was um, when Frank Sinatra came to Europe, like I was, I think I wasn't even born. So I was, I was an angel or maybe a devil. I don't know. But um, yeah, so he told me when I was older that he played for him because uh, Frank Sinatra was, was looking for musicians and he rehearsed for this and he got the job. So he played for him, which is 
something. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. It's a great story about your family um, there from that point of view. So I'm going to ask you if you have a special talent. Obviously, your talent comes out in your professional work, but do you have something which is separate from your professional work, which is a special talent, which we, which we may not know, which comes out when you have a few too many bottles of wine or, <laughs> or something like that? <laughs> I think, honestly, I think I'm a great singer. Okay. Do, you, do other people <laughs> now, agree with now. you? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think so. Yeah, okay. because I had 14 years of, uh, you know, singing lessons. Oh, wonderful. Yes. Mm-hmm. I had to. My my father my father forced me to do that, and I think I would re I would I could win a karaoke karaoke contest. Okay. Well, you're speaking at the next RSVP symposium in Venice, aren't you? So yes. Maybe we don't ask you to do that on stage, but <laughs> in the bar afterwards, following yeah, why not? A lot of ruinar. Um, maybe we can get you in front of a microphone, or if there's a karaoke club in Venice, we can. We can go down to for a big after party, but we can... Challenge accepted. <laughs> Challenge accepted. The only requirement is you don't get me to do a duet with you because I'm terrible. <laughs> oh, I can do a du- duet. Is it duet? Is it, is it called like this? I will ask someone else. Yes, yes. Maybe Arun. Arun, will Arun yes. Well, there'll be plenty <laughs> of volunteers, I'm sure. Um, so in 10 years' time, where do you see yourself most per- personally and professionally? Well, personally, I... Hope that, yeah, that I will be a great mom still. Like, this is something that is really important for me. I think everyone who has kids can relate to that because once they move out of our homes, we want to be there for, yeah, we want to stay in touch with them and be, have a cool contact and, you know, have a cool relationship with them. And also, I hope that I will be more relaxed, but I think this will never happen. I'm always under pressure. Like I'm putting myself under huge pressure too. I was educated to this. Like my parents taught me that with a lot of discipline and with hard work and, you know, I can achieve what I want. And it's so into me. It's so inside of me that I just cannot let go. I always try to do things better and better and better. And sometimes I'm like, okay, I just should be more easygoing but I just can't it's it's I don't know I just I try but I can't and maybe in 10 years I could let go maybe two percent it's a trait of this industry but it's also one I can see is you're not alone in that I mean we RSVP and operate we are a community of the top 10 percent of the industry in terms of being successful so I imagine if I interviewed absolutely everybody in our community they would also say the same or there or thereabouts so it it is it's not unusual but and it's a blessing and a curse i know that yeah uh, from that point of view i mean your mind i imagine is racing constantly coming up with a thousand ideas a day yeah like most people in this industry yeah sometimes i just would love to be i would love to be stupid sometimes (laughs) (laughs) but i'm not (laughs) but i think that's also (laughs) what makes you in that top 10 percent both in terms of the quality work that you deliver and success and and everything else so so yes anyway thank you let's come down to even more pleasurable things food <laughs> cuisine food. wine wine song um yeah. so let's talk about your alcohol consumption um, oh god oh no <laughs> um, i'm polish and german it's really not good 
I'm really not a healthy person. Do you drink everything or is it, do you have particular? No, no, I don't drink everything. Sorry. <laughs> I love wine. I love champagne bubbles. I mean, who doesn't? But some people really don't like champagne. I do. And I love maybe, I think I love like three cocktails and that's it. No long drinks, but cocktail, three cocktails. I had a great cocktail in Sicily now. It's called penicillin and it's so damn good. I never had, I was like, no, I don't want a cocktail. Thank you. And this guy was like, no, you have to try. It's amazing. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Okay. But he's so cute. I will do it. So I ordered it and it's like, oh, it was so good as ginger. It's what is it? Whiskey? ginger uh it's like it's very sour i love sour drinks this is why i also love whiskey sour by the way this is my second one i love okay and um so if you had a dinner party and you could order in any bottle or bottles that you wanted to be consumed by you and everybody else there what would be on the table why that should be is there any specific wine is it really specific is it um is it, a Bur- yeah, is, is think... it a white burgundy is it merlot anything I love like all the Austrian white wines. I'm a big fan of Austrian Austrian white wines. I love heavy wines. So I love like Gewürztraminer. This sounds very German. Gewürztraminer. <laughs> so um, yeah, but like Muscatella, I, like, I really like like when the wine is heavy and I don't know, red wines. I don't know. Yeah. I think I, I I like the most the Italian wines. Not I don't. For example, I don't really like Spanish red wines, but I have to be quiet about it. I don't know why, but yeah, but not specific. Like I drink everything. <laughs> it sounds bad, but like I love the Wiener Champagne, and I always prefer the white than the rosé. And and at this dinner party, what's what kind of food would you want to be served? What's your favorite cuisine? I mean, I love Asian food. I love Asian food. I know a lot of people say Italian. Da, 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 da. No, I love Asian food. Like Vietnamese food makes me so happy. I can eat it for breakfast, for lunch, dinner, all day long. I could, I, c- I can eat it for years and it's never boring to me. So Asian food, um, I love this full soups, papaya salads, everything. And thanks God, from a culinary point of view, Berlin is a dream. So you can get it everywhere. And I also love the good Chinese food, if it's really good. Yeah. But Asian, Asian is my favorite. Wonderful. Okay. And spicy. I love spicy food. Okay. You have the dream dinner party. You have Ruinar. You have some Grundner Weltner from Austria to drink. And you have Vietnamese food. Who will be around the table? And okay. So this could be people alive or dead. If you had the dream dinner party with anybody who's ever lived in anybody who's ever lived oh my god yes i mean i imagine your husband is number one so so we go so that goes without saying (laughs) wow (laughs) wow (laughs) like really (laughs) oh my god um well that's a really uh that's a heavy question um is it an artist is it a musician is it a scientist politician entertainer I think probably more like musicians, of course, because I think they are, you know, more eccentric. Maybe painters too, because I would love to hear uh, like how they did it. Or yeah, painters, musicians, you know, I don't know. 
No, I don't. I don't. I don't have specific people I would like to okay. get okay. to know. Seriously, no I, I like as long as they are not boring, it's okay. Everyone who's boring is out. <laughs> You're boring out. Dismissed. W wonderful. Just leave. <laughs> okay. So you probably have a similar brain to mine, and it's a blessing and a curse. But how do you relax? Because I can't relax. I, I, I ch chilling out is very, very difficult for me. But um... yeah, it's very difficult to relax. So I think a good. A good thing to do is like a like a time massage, like seriously, because I book sometimes like 120 minutes. First of all, it takes me 30 minutes to switch off my brain. It's really difficult for me. And then I'm forced to not look at my cell phone, to close my eyes, to be quiet and to not talk. Like this is really, this is really a good idea to relax, to have a time massage. And I have a great studio here. So, and what else? Of course, to go on holidays, um, but I always need to, this, this is the same because I constantly look at my laptop, at my cell phone. Um, I think we all do. So I need like at least three weeks to relax because I need the first week to slow down. And after like eight days, I'm like, okay, achieved. Now I can relax a bit. And is there a particular location or place in the world where you've been where you have chilled out the most? Is there a happy place? Yeah, there is. I have a happy place. The happy place are like definitely mountains. I love mountains. Um, and this is why I love the RSEPNs and Moritz because uh, this is one of my favorite places in the world. Um, the Engadin. I have amazing friends there too so to see them there is um like it's a blessing for me they really inspire me they are yes i love them they are like family and um this place makes me very very happy like when i see the mountains when i see the lake when i breathe the air and when i i'm like when i hike in the mountains it makes me extremely quiet and i don't know humble i don't know how to explain that but it really makes me very happy that's wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, well, mountains. Okay. Now, we're going to come on to some RSVP brand values. And one of our brand views is being naughty. <laughs> we don't like to do things conventionally. So, and I'm going to ask everybody this, but um, what's the naughtiest thing you've ever done, Zuzu? Yeah, I know. I, I, I know that you will ask me this question. And, oh gosh, I'm like, I, I think I'm not very naughty, but like, I, I don't know. I love to smoke cigarettes. I know that's super boring. I would even prefer to say that I love to smoke weed, but I cannot smoke weed. I smoked once weed in Amsterdam and I had such a bad trip, like such a bad trip. I saw snakes on bikes. I saw, I don't know, I saw Saturn in the sky and it was so bad, like really a really bad trip. Like when you see snakes on bikes, it's really bad. You know, it's bad. And I think maybe I even had mushrooms mixed with wheat. I don't know. It was crazy. And this is the first and the last time I had wheat. So I was like, okay, oh, sorry, not really naughty. Snakes on bikes sounds like your, yeah. your normal mind, actually, Zuzu, into, <laughs> when we look at your work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great idea. Wait, I will just I will just write it down for my next client. Snakes on bikes. Got it. Okay, yeah. wonderful, wonderful. No, so um, not not really, not really naughty. I'm just okay. very open, so yeah, I don't know. We we have a few more minutes, so I'd just like to ask you what you think of RSVP. I mean, we are a members community. This is actually the first podcast that we're doing. 
So you are. So and oh, wow, we're both virgins in this, um, do, <laughs> doing this for the first time. And and just in terms of what you think of RSVP, and obviously we do conferences, we do awards, we do these podcasts now, we do networking events. But but really, we are a community, and and the community talks to each other. They refer business. They have business problems. They have personal problems. They have and people should share in the successes and the failures of everybody in communities. But just in terms of what your experience is and really what you think of it, and would you encourage anyone to join as well? Of course, of course. And I think, um, yeah, I think it is a great community. It is, yeah, it brings people together from, you know, all over the world. It's just great to connect with people that you would never, like, even if I would, I don't know, send 100 emails to someone specific, he or she would never answer me. But if I have a kebab at 4am with someone at an RSVP, <laughs> then you really connect with this person. So it's like, you know, I would even say it's kind of you meet friends, you know, it's like we are just having a great time. We talk about our businesses. We talk about us personally. I had a really great conversation with another photographer um, and it was so deep this conversation that I would never have a conversation like this on a Zoom call or something you know it was just because we were a little bit drunk and emotional and it was like 2 a.m in the lobby and I don't know it was like something you know he shared something with me that was very personal and this is beautiful you know this is uh, when you yeah you just meet friends at the RSVP and I think that's amazing it's news to me that Madrid actually has kebab shops open at four o'clock in the morning. So we have. We'll have to wait and see. we'll we'll have to wait and see if Venice also has kebab shops open at four uh, o'clock in the morning. So, uh, I don't think so. I don't think so either. No, no. Um, no. Even the chiquetti yeah. bars will be closed at that time. I think. Oh, anyway, shit. I bring some. I bring some cookies from Germany. <laughs> <laughs> or some currywurst. Let's do some currywurst. Yes, a yes, Berlin currywurst. <laughs> yes, I will. Everyone who wants to eat a currywurst and visit Berlin, come to me. I will get you a currywurst. Okay, we're going to wrap things up now, Zuzu. Um, yes, uh, which is wonderful. But um, just thank you so much. So. Zuzu Burkoff, mostly photographer, but also an artist and a singer, really a polymath, <laughs> um, an angel or a devil. Yes. And in a very good way, a restless soul. Thank you very, very much, Zuzu. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the RSVP in conversation with podcast. If you don't like what we do, please let us know and tell us how we can make it better. If you do like what we do, then please tell others and encourage them to listen and join RSVP. That way we will build a better community. In addition to these weekly podcasts, in July we are starting Breakfast Club Meets in London and we have our RSVP stock party, One Night of Love, Peace and Music on the 4th of July. To join us, please go to rsvp.club or email me, james, at rsvp.club for more information. Speak to you all next week. Zuzu, we did it. It's the first one. It's brilliant. We did it. We did it. We did it. James, don't James. We did it. Our first podcast. RSVP, first podcast. Yeah. Whoa. We did it. The first of many. Whoa. The first of many. Wonderful. The first of That's many. That's amazing, Zuzu. So who's on the second? Who, who's, who's on the second podcast? Oh, Zuzu Burkhoff? It's, it's... Zuzu Burkhoff on well, the second I, and on the third? Um, I'm not going to do any more because how on earth could we ever top that, Zuzu? <laughs> how on earth? I don't, I don't know. <laughs>